that I get to know you a little bit more. It's quite nice. I wish everyone can do podcasts and invite me. <laughs> so, so I should have said that. Okay, I'll start recording. Are we starting again? Or? Let's start again. All right, it's actually a lot more calmer here. Nice. G'day, everybody. Welcome to Wombat Radio. Today, we are in a hidden back lot of Tempe, <laughs> and we're speaking with Fraz. G'day, Fraz. G'day. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I, um, am just going to ask you straight out, what are you thinking about? What are the questions that are playing on your mind or like the, the epiphanies that you've had lately or? Mm. I'm thinking about, um, you know, how, how interested am I in dance? Is, is it, is it? Is it like my full kind of interest? Is it what I want to continue doing for a bunch of years? Or is it, is it something that I just enjoy practicing in or doing rather than trying to create with? So I think. Is that about, does that even break down further into whether it's a career? or whether you want to be part of the industry or part of the community? Um, I think, no, I think career, the word career is tough for me. So that's, that question is really tough because I think everything that I do now started yeah. off as a, as a hobby or not a career. So, okay. Uh, what I think is everything, uh, everything as in, you know, design or, or drawing or, uh, jewelry making jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Potential, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah uh, but um, video even video. I was just videoing my own dance stuff mm. when I started out, and then ended up learning a bit at uni, and then ended up doing stuff for work. You know, so I think, I think dance. I I, I want to continue it. I'm just not sure if it's my m- main focus, mm. and I don't know if I want a main focus. And and I think this conversation is going to keep coming back to. To you know, not trying not to categorize what I do for myself, mm-hmm. not other people. I I think other people are going to categorize me either way, even if I say don't, um, because it's just you know it's hard to work with someone without knowing what they do. But the fact is, I I do a, like my day is so random, my yeah. week is so random. It's hard for me to say I'm a dancer. But it's the week that you want, right? It's the week that I want, and and I'm I'm very fortunate and, and grateful to be in a position now. Th- this wasn't like that, like you know, even a year ago, it wasn't like that. This is very recent, where I get to pick, or or get to, you know, choose where I'm headed in mm. in the in the week. There's definitely th- always something that I I don't prefer doing or, or I don't want to do that I just have to do but I think the majority of yeah is is you know I get to stare yeah, yeah. nice which is lucky <laughs> I think there's 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 a an artist based in Sydney but grew up in Darwin who I really look up to called Tian Baker mm. and also she primarily was making video work when I met her and Mm. then she's gone on to make installation as well but I employed her for a dance project and I didn't know how she was going to be involved yeah 
but I knew that we were all going to be in the room together for the two weeks and then we, there would be a show. Mm. And so it was enough for me to be inspired by someone to ask them to be involved and then we work it out. Yeah. What would you say? I love that. The, the concept? Concept the first and then the medium yeah, or nice. the practice. Yeah. Because nice. it's like, but when people say my practice, what does that mean? Like, like that was, that's a genuine question. Like, Maybe it uh, just oh. means their habits. The habits. If, if your practice is a verb, yeah, then it's your routine it's or the your routine. habit or yeah, like what is. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that very hard to me to say. Dance is my practice because mm. if it's the routine, then dance is probably like you know two days a week in my routine. And you've so made a few shows though. Yeah, my uh, my own shows, not really. Okay, I haven't made many of my own. Okay, but you've been an equal creator on some yeah. co-creator. And that was... Then I imagine it becomes more full-time in those moments. And yeah. It's intense. Uh, and then do you feel like you're pulling from a dance sensitivity? Like you would have preferences about what the choreography should be or should not be. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Um, Where do you think these, these they preferences come from? come from? Yeah. Uh, I think they came from my training, mm-hmm. but now I think they're coming from my everyday life. So mm. I'm trying to shift away to more of what Emma Saunders has taught me, pedestrian movement. Mm. And I think I'm really intrigued and interested in this pedestrian movement mm. because I think everyone can dance and everything is dance. And I'm more, I want to discover that more. And I don't know what that looks like. How do I bring my everyday life into a dance work? Mm. Um, what was your training before that? So, um, street dance, um, a bit of mainly hip hop, bit of crump, a bit of popping, a bit of house, kind of like just done a bunch of classes in, in, in different street dance, but always like, well, majority being street dance. And yeah. that was all in Sydney? Uh, main, yeah, mainly in Sid- Sydney. I went to New York, did a, did a few weeks there. That was really, you know, I felt like I had to, I had to tick that off, you know. I'm, I'm doing street dance. I gotta go to New York. And yeah. it was, and it, it was better than I thought, you know, just, just knowing, meeting people and, and knowing who's who and, and their personalities and stuff gave me more to work with than just this dance style it was it's definitely when people say it's a culture it's definitely a culture like dance street dance in new york is different than street dance in australia Mm. it's not some people might disagree but it's not as (laughs) as as organized like here it's a lot more organized a lot of a lot more structured new york i feel like like the people that i met with um you know just do it after after work they they do it like and they meet up uh, in like an hour. They're like, "Hey, what are you doing? Let's meet up." Blah, blah. Like they don't. There wasn't that many like battles when I was there. There wasn't many like organized jams. It was okay. like you know just friends and meeting up and let's do a video. It's loose, and I and I kind of that works for you. 
it, it kind of works with me <laughs> until you try to organize something with someone over there. Like I tried to, I'm not going to say names, but I tried to organize a private workshop uh. and I got ba- like bailed on twice. Oh, and I was like, shit. okay, this would never happen in Australia. <laughs> like if this happened in Australia, no one's going to work with this person. But the thing is, this person is, is still killing it, still wow, smashing okay. it. Okay. But um, yeah, so street dance. And then, you know, through projects, through meeting people, I learned more about contemporary practice i wouldn't say i've done many classes or workshops but i've learned it through like you said concept first concept first that sounds cool that should be a (laughs) t-shirt yeah definitely but this is but this was only clear this concept first i don't want to say that i've always been like that and i haven't because it's only recent like that that i've kind of switched my mind and focus and it's a conversation with this visual artist that i had recently like in the past few weeks with uh his his name is khalid i forgot his last name but his name is khalid and he's quite experienced and i just found out he's like an og hip-hop do you know who i'm talking about og hip-hop pioneer Mm. uh in in sydney used to make music and now does like visual arts collage work photography video and then like kind of same same as my boat and i'm like how how have i never met you before like he he kind of inspired me and made me realize that i don't need to focus on on one thing and then he so we had this discussion about i told him i'm struggling with like you know uh doing one thing and, and 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 feeling passionate about it for a long time and he's like you don't you don't need to like like concept always comes first for him and I can see that in his work because his work is ver- like varies he does a bit of animation does a bit of video paint <laughs> short break until we get the flying pencil case yeah so um, yeah what else is m- so my hang on tra- yeah. what are your other things then this is my training in dance that's the thing that, so street dance is my training in dance and then I did bachelor of design at uni yeah uh, in 2010 to 14 um, and that's your work now and that that is that gave me I mean I was interested in it in high school but then uni like pushed me to, to develop the skills yeah, in okay. order to you know create these concepts that I speak of mm. um, you know Adobe programs uh technical stuff with the camera yeah so that is my work i worked in an agency life for a little bit like kind of advertising agency and air cringe for the first year i finished uni and i did that full time wow um i only lasted the year because i switched four different studios in that one year and and i realized that it's not the work that i'm not enjoying it's the full-time structure that i wasn't enjoying so uh-huh. after changing four times yeah. four different studios i was like okay i gotta switch to freelance luckily i've done a lot of internships at uni and i've started freelancing even at uni so i developed a you know a few kind of referrals and clients mm-hmm. while i was doing this full-time stuff and then when i switched to freelance i i had something but trust me, like first six months a year <laughs> was not that something was not enough. Yes, okay. For for like living, and then I started, you know, regretting and, and kind Doubt. of second, yeah, doubting and and yeah. not regretting, yeah, doubting my decision. But then things started to pick up, and you know, I I went, I I got like a little part time job, and then I I left that part time job, went full freelance. So it was kind of a li- a lot of balancing between consistent work and 
and random mm-hmm. freelancing work. And then maybe I would say two years after that, like juggling part time and, and not part time, I two years after that I, I I was solid. Like I felt like I could maintain a a freelance lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, it took a while. It was yeah, it was definitely was definitely tough luckily i got to do that you know in co-working mm. places so i had like an office in shared space and then i moved offices so i met more people and yeah so meeting people gave me opportunities as well because you know someone needs a videographer or a second shooter or something like come with me blah blah because you guys are working next to each other so it's convenient um for both and yeah, so six years now I've been freelancing. So when you're doing that kind of work, someone else decides on the agenda, like their outcome that they want. Yeah. And then you have to try and leverage your craft and skill to achieve their concept. Yeah. Or sometimes they just want to sell shit and so you need to make up the concept and the craft. Yeah. What is, tell me about when you initiate your own stuff where you're what the, what is the interest that you're following when mm. you're making things for your own sake yeah so the interest is is probably what's it's it comes from you know two angles it's what's frustrating me or what's <laughs> yeah. or what's what's making me happy or what you know the joy that i i'm i'm grabbing from life so yeah. i try to balance both because i can't for me and and this is a this is a Actually, I sent an application to to do this work that focuses on humor, humor in contemporary, because I, I find that from my experience, a lot of contemporary work that I see is driven from a darker place or like a s- serious place. I know there's other work that's happy and stuff, but majority that I see. So I'm, I'm trying. I, w- I want to experiment with, you know, what it is to to be funny but not in a cheesy way so there's like that that mm. joke humor which is quite straightforward and you know and did you see did you see roman hassan in solo last year it was just before yes i have actually i yeah. thought the way that he used clowning techniques yeah was super uh well i lulled i lulled <laughs> <laughs> and i think it's because it, it was because the the skill required for the timing that results in humor he had trained in through clown training. Yeah. And that is a different timing than other, than other say, contemporary dance trained only people mm. know or spend time with. Yeah. It's kind of humor through Physical physicality. Humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like Mr. Bean level. Nah. But still, there's a genius in that as well. Yeah. But then the, what is the humor and what is it problematizing? I think that's what some contemporary art is often trying to do is to problematize something or to to bring something into the light that that artist feels that not enough people are talking about yeah i guess that's yeah and and for me humor is one of those things oh yeah nice so so when when i guess that's where i start the work my personal work Mm. from is because i've been doing all this serious work which i i love and i'm learning so much about but then I, i feel like i'm slowly forgetting my quirkiness and who i am because in in my street dance practice you know i, I they're I'm like a oh clown. that's a yeah like <laughs> I, I, I it's hard for me to dance street dance without having a smile on my face but that comes natural well how should, do i because com- it comes because you're dancing from uh, i imagine tell me if this is right or wrong you're dancing from the desire to dance 
in yeah. the first place. And yeah. so you're in that moment becoming and realizing. Yeah. And music really helps mm. that. Music mm. helps without music, like, you know, but that's the thing. With, that's why I'm struggling with contemporary dance because it, music is not as important yeah. as it is in street. I mean, it's important, but my with street dance, dance comes from are. the music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how do I how do I trigger from you know it doesn't have to be a happy song, but how do I trigger happiness or humor from whatever song it is, even if it's not clear that it it's you know makes me happy. I think there's a timing that can come, say, from somebody who's aiming to be humorous, that can only come with a level of confidence. Mm. I think about stand-up comedians that I re-watch and re-watch. Yeah, they're confident. They're, they're yeah. confident enough to, to set you up and then leave you wait mm. and then come in or to set something up and then tell another story and then come back to it Yeah, because they're confident enough to know that they don't have to give it to you all now because you'll come on the journey with them. Yeah. And I feel like uh, some performers... I feel like Joshua Thompson can do this, mm. that he can set you up with something and then he knows that when he comes back to it, you'll be there with him. But he's a very strong performer. And also, he's a funny guy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, he's, he's, he's being himself. But where does that come from? Does, does the confidence come from the ability to be funny or does the ability to be humorous come from the confidence that you can have a play with the audience, that you can yeah. actually have a give and take that is equal rather than a constant request for attention? Yeah. Because I think... Even Angela Goh's last work at Sydney Opera House did this, where she did a whole, I don't know, 10, 15-minute set and then just reset and started again. Mm. And and you know that she knows that you know that you're going to watch... This again. ...the repeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and depending on the crowd, sometimes the crowd laughs at that. Yeah. And sometimes they laugh but quietly, I, like I've, they don't I know. I found some, some bits humorous in, in the show, yeah. I watched it. Like the the winking and stuff, but like you said, it's it, it depends on where where the audience is at. Like right. Where's so the, the humor headspace? has to be shared with the audience, yeah. which is when you're doing these other styles of dance that you're talking about training in. You either you're doing it totally solo alone in your own world, or you're doing it as part of some kind right. of shared energetic phenomenon. Yeah. Because you're in a circle and you know that your dancing is. Somehow, I feel my dancing through the eyes of my crew that's watching me do the dancing. Mm. And then often, especially when there's not mirrors, I know what I've done based on their reaction. Yeah. And so then it becomes larger than a single body as well, which is the kind of dancing I really love. And It's an an infectious mm. energy. Yeah, let's talk about infection. (laughs) 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 But, no, let's talk about... Corona type of energy. (laughs) Well, okay... You said before that you wanted to talk about how there are some things that we don't think are possible because, and this is where it reminds me, that ideas are infectious. Yeah. And the idea of this is a move or this is something ridiculous is also just arbitrary and mimetic. Like, why should a six-step be more viral than another move that you would have done that people are like, oh, that's original, that's a Faraz or whatever. I yeah. think this when I watch... Um, Jack, Hungry Jack. Yeah, yeah. When I, I'm like, <laughs> Hungry Jack. <laughs> yeah, Jackson. <laughs> when I see Jack throw down, I'm like, damn, I want to do those moves, but I don't even know what those moves are called because they haven't become moves yet. Yeah. I feel like it's... But Jackson is just a legend of variations. I think he just... Right, he okay. like, He has... 
a lot of foundation, yeah. but you don't necessarily like look at it and be like, that's foundation. Right. But okay. if, if you ask him like, oh, where'd you learn that? I learned this move, but then I played around with it. Like, Right. Even even Angela Goh's show, yeah, like after true. the show, he went around, he went out and started playing around with the moves that he saw. Like who who does that? Jackson does, yeah, you know. Right. But that's how he gets his fresh kind okay. of flavor. So I think I think very very um, foundation should exist. I think foundation exists everywhere. Though. Yes. When someone says I've created my own vocab or move that's very difficult to do that's that's like very yeah it's i mean it's not impossible but i feel like well it's but like in 2021 especially when there's been a lot of so many things you didn't know anything about anything yeah i even think about languages that died out and were only in written form and then got rebuilt yeah like jewish Mm. like totally rebuilt just from text no live speakers but on a foundation of Hebrew, right? Yeah. And a lot of things would have been altered, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know or much about Or adapted, Hebrew. or you just yeah. like, that's the best we can do for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with, but through that com- through that guessing yes. is when the, the fresh stuff comes out. Like the, the new, what, what feels as unique is not necessarily unique. Yes. You know? What, yeah. Like, uh, for instance, because I've thought quite a lot, a lot about this because I don't know if you know Ahil Ratnamohan and I, I worked yes. yeah that's kind of, I get I feel like that's the longest project I've worked on as a as a major project kind of thing How in terms long was in it? terms of dance so we started 2017 and the show is like the project that we're working on never ends really we're we're still we're still making stuff up now um, but through that experience we pretty much created uh, a new street dance that's influenced by football. So the movements that we're creating... Clapping? Clapping. With a K, everyone. With a K. Look <laughs> yeah, look it up. Uh, selfish plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ahil has already developed this kind of idea of sport being a dance. And yeah, he's okay. done that many times yeah. before I met him. Yeah. But when we met, we had to categorize it and we had to make it into a thing. We had to brand it, which is wh- yeah. where the design element comes from my practice, see, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we were branding it and making moves up, we realized like the moves that we're doing, the foundation of it is just football. That's the foundation. But when you see it without the ball, it looks unique. It looks mm-hmm, like we made mm-hmm. a new dance, but we didn't, we, we just, we just structured it to be new. Right. And then what happens then is that you have a foundation of functional movement pathways yeah and then you take away the function yeah and then what you have is a foundation of form yeah and then you craft the form so that when it's viewed or when it's done it generates conjures an experience yeah and then people join in right yeah people like it's the most like interactive show i've I've done like it it, the show that i speak of is called an initiation and an initiation is just us introducing this new street dance to the crowd to mm. the audience so it, it means that they learn about the history they learn about the fashion music they get to learn a few moves with us mm. they get to join into like a rondo which is like a sci-fi similar kind of idea called, but what is a, rondo. a word from somewhere a rondo is like a, a game a football game that uh-huh. that teams play it's kind of like uh, english training i think it's a barsha thing barcelona uh-huh. uh, th- uh fc like the football club i think 
kind of created, but I'm not 100%, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's an exercise kind of thing. So we took that, and, I, and it forms in a circle, so we took that and, and we made it into a, a different thing. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, using that foundation of, of football, which already exists, exists a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I would propose, that is one of the things that traveled the world with colonization there was ballet and there was cricket mm. and then there was football mm. and like, of course everything else trade and um heinous uh, uh treatment but those as forms that then people start to play to be together mm. Uh, what's the what's with the head head to head moments? Oh yeah, that's like the hero image of the thing. Right. So part of clapping is the spiritual aspect of it because uh. football can be quite spiritual for some people. Maybe not in Australia as much, <laughs> but uh, do you think that because in Australia though there's such a, a relationship with the way that you engage shit is to be a spectator rather than to be involved? Or to be angry or violent about it rather than to be somehow enraptured or transcendent? Can't comment too much yeah, about okay. that. Maybe I feel like religion also has a bit of a yeah uh, a twist on this as well. Like a, a Christianity. Like people's, people's ability to let go and like in, be like, you know, in something or, mm. or watch something with that thinking mm, mm. you know what i mean that's i feel like f- football in, in in you know madrid is like you go there and you're what you're you're in it you're you know participating you're watching your you meet your like you sing you hear your friends sing and you're going with it but i feel like here it's it's more of like observing like you like you yeah and i think because because they're so passionate it becomes easier to 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 you know i'm not shy if i'm like yelling like da 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 i'm not shy because i'm passionate i'm in it like you do that same as like i feel like sometimes in church like if you're not like you know praying out loud or 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 or, you know singing with with everyone is is a hard thing to do and if you're not confident if you're not passionate you you're not gonna like um i still find it hard to sing out loud in church or pray out loud in church i'm, I'm very internal yeah um this is with a, that and this is going a in church drifting, your house drifting into a different topic uh yeah mount uh campbelltown mount carmel the same one that you've been going to since you moved mm, to australia sort or? of um so do we want to get into that okay <laughs> uh, yeah orthodox so my parents my family are orthodox so we That's had orthodox christian roman orthodox roman yeah, orthodox. yeah yeah just, um, yeah just because i went to a greek orthodox wedding once I similar like, vibes I no idea what was going yeah, yeah, on yeah pretty sure yeah yeah okay. quite quite same um so we have an like an arabic church in in rudy hill which when we came to australia that was our go-to church mm-hmm. but we would because it's far away we, we lived in campbelltown we used to go on occasions, like special, special oh, yeah. events, um, and then, and then, mum started going to Mount Carmel, which is next to our house, um, and then I joined her. I joined the youth group. Started coming. I, I became a youth leader for a while. 
doing activities for the kids. What kind of that? Like dancing and football and stuff or other yeah. activities? It was just kind of meeting up every Friday and, yeah. and, and playing board games or, you know, having, uh, having chats about life. I remember yeah. this because I went to a, a Catholic school and there was a, a Christian youth group that I ended up being a part of for a while and it was all these kind of games where sometimes you're just playing board games and talking shit listening to music like having Milo or whatever yeah but then also sometimes you're doing these like self-reflection exercises where you like draw a solar system about where's you and where's the people that you love yeah these kind of like and when you're 14 you're like whoa (laughs) (laughs) but you know what's crazy is that I'm starting like I'm starting to experience this in the dance world as well. Oh, yeah, right. Like a lot of, a lot of rehearsals and a lot of kind of group sessions that I'm doing are feels like I'm at, I'm at church sometimes, yeah. you know. And and because I, I am. Is dancing the religion, <laughs> or is the groove the religion, or what's the? I remember what you know, Reuchi. Yes. I uh, was teaching a class at ReadyMade and I asked everybody why they were there mm. because I th- just thought maybe it would help the intense amount of effort I was about to ask from them to go through my class <laughs> if mm. they knew why they were there. And Ryuchi said, dancing is my religion. Whoa. And I was like, damn, all right. That's why you're here every time. <laughs> <laughs> that- Ryuchi, respect to yeah. him. Every every show, every show everything. Yeah. I see him everywhere. He's the yeah. most supportive. Classes, like shared like practices. I, yeah. I I don't know anyone up to his his level in terms of investment. Like, mm. I feel like like I'm not surprised that he said dancing is reli- his religion. Yeah. See, I I I can't claim to be that invested no, in no, dance, no. and I don't know if. But there's another thing that you're yeah. invested in that you get to do in many different forms with different groups of people. Yeah as well I'm invested in art that much but I don't know about dance yeah tell me about this this um, burning uh, desire (laughs) and insulation interest I just like being drawn to like okay so space I guess because insulation is designing objects in space and I think ever since I moved into the new place or every time I move I, I get so invested in in like wanting to design or create like the most kind of suitable space yeah. what suit do you decide what suitable for what for, for the activities that i yeah I this do. is what so i'm I mean. creating what are like activities like you know a space like a where zen I c- room no because a, i need stretch room because i'm free like <laughs> definitely not a stretch room if you know if you've been into rehearsals with me you know you know that i my stretching is is oh I Let's just not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> like for warm up, I actually just start dancing. Yeah. And then once I'm warm enough, I dance harder. Yeah. And then then I get tired and then I, the warm down is not dancing as hard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a curve of of wild energy. Yeah. But I, yeah, so that like I it has the space as big as it is, which mm. is not big, has to fit dance, mm. has to fit um, you know, office computer work comfortably because mm. I spend a lot of hours on the computer. It has to fit relaxation time, yeah. like no digital screens. It has to fit Netflix because <laughs> that is the only Netflix is the only time where where I can completely not think about 
you know how people say I, they meditate? Yeah. I don't meditate, but Netflix, in a way, is my meditation because I'm not thinking about my project. I'm not nice. thinking about... Yeah. It's the only time. Even people say, oh, well, what about going for works or walks or sitting down and oh, stuff? Walking's no, great my, for thinking. My brain will be ticking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's just no way to stop it. Even when I'm, like, almost sleeping, I, my brain is ticking. So, Netflix is actually, like, helped me a lot. What's your non-screen time? No screen time is, is. What does that look like? Uh, I'm, I'm starting about, to like, draw. Still being in your body yeah, yeah. As well. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, to draw more oh, nice. again. Uh, not read. I don't. I don't want to claim that I read. I don't read. Um, I'm the. I'm very. Un, I'm not patient at all for anything that requires patience. Uh. I can't do. Hence why I'm in the digital world. <laughs> um, what else? I. I like to non-screen time actually there's not much non-screen time it's just really like painting and drawing and mm. not painting more drawing I, I mm. get lazy to paint because painting <laughs> is a, a bit of a mess like, yes you have to have a station already making a show is a bit of a mess yeah like when you're choreographing a show and then Paper, you end up yeah. with all this extra shit yeah. and injuries and relationships that are stressed out and mm. Oh, relationships and relationships <laughs> yeah. and, and and balancing work and relationships is, is, is a how do you got any insights? I'm on still that? learning. Okay, dude. Uh, yeah, like I can't. I'm engaged, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean that our relationship is perfect. Caleb will probably listen to this and be like, "Agree." <laughs> I don't think there's a relationship that's perfect, but I think what's great about us is that we're always ready to hear each other out, mm. and there hasn't been a problem so far that's too big to to fix or to negotiate about or mm. discuss so i mm. think when work becomes too much and i i'm like you know no life balance mm. kaylin's like hey faraz remember me <laughs> <You> remember? yeah <laughs> so boom i have to be ready to to i can't be like oh but this is more important mm. there's no such i don't think there's anything imp- important we're just doing things to get by so i i think I have to be able to negotiate and be like, okay, how about I do this? And then this day I'm free, Mm. you know? So I have to pick what this important thing is. I can't, I used to be able to think I can do everything, but I I can't say yes to everything. And sometimes I, when I get to maximum level, I start, you know, either pushing things further, like rescheduling things or just turning them down. But I try, I try to leave that last option mm, mm-hmm. but yeah before before i commit to something i really yeah before i used to think like oh it, this this is not going to take long this is not going to take long but then it adds up so now i'm just like i'm just gonna make um, if it feels like it's busy then i'll stop there i won't push it to the limit because it probably will end up taking that extra time you know when things take take up longer than when you think it is especially like if you today. care about them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly like, yeah like i i like we said 10.30 I rocked up 11 that's that's half an hour of your time gone so, so it's kind of like some things you just can't plan tell me about your process say when you were working with Ahil or, or other shows that you've been working on how do you get from concept to the 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 art the work the choreography the Clapping was an interesting one. We, mm. I think like 40%, 50% was computer work. <laughs> yeah, right. Because part of part of the... It, it became not just a dance. It became like a art project, like a full-on project because we had to create like a booklet oh, to, wow, that we gave right. out in the show. Like 
that described the dance and stuff and we had to create the fashion we had to organize other people to be involved so there's a lot of computer work in that so but i think the initial idea came from movement and i and for me i think just just starting is is good for me i try not to like i have a i have a a base a starting point of a concept but then i try to just like you know get hands on as soon as possible because if i think about it too much i get worked up yeah, and stressed yeah, and stuff have the thoughts start the yeah, work start the yeah. work and then let that like let that guide you take me. But I, guess I do think this like you can only see the next step yeah. And once you take that step, then you can see the next step. You can't find the outcome straight away. No. I mean, you can, but then how interesting is the work going to be, or how right? If you already you? know, then yeah. If you already know, it's like, might as it's just like reproducing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that really is what you do for a, a job. Like yeah. you rock up, you clock on, you deliver. Like you get paid when the show when the show is finished and ready to tour. That's you know th- that <laughs> yeah. that's a different thing. You know, it's that's, true. It's, it's not, not fun in the studio anymore, but the touring makes up for it. Fit it to this size. Yeah. Fit it to this size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now we have this like this lighting. Now we have this. It's just like it's, it becomes technical. Right. Exactly. Not, and someone's like, we need that graphic in a banner format. We yeah. Need it in it's, this ratio. But that's all part of being an artist right like yeah. people say oh you know this is too commercial this is too, but everything like if you want to be working anything mm-hmm. I feel like those skills are, are valuable mm-hmm. don't, you, don't you agree some I, people can avoid them but if you're like independent and working solo yeah if you've got a team around you maybe but I think <coughs> but who starts out in like a, a, a team you know? Bieber oh true <laughs> that's a battle um, tell me, <laughs> tell me, mate. What is your biggest hope for making work in any medium, for getting people together and dancing or designing something or like making that booklet and then bringing yeah. people in or formulating the dance, a whole new dance genre, basically. Like, can like, I can I tell you my bigger picture? Yeah, it's a bit like ambitious and stuff, but I guess that's the whole point, isn't that's it? That's the whole point. Is to have you know complex and sophisticated art no matter what it is dance whatever accessible to public and not just to the art world because to me i grew up in like an environment where artists like being an artist is not encouraged it's not like a thing that your brother or mom says oh do it do you think because it's not understood like it's very foreign it's very you, foreign and... you think there's something else? It's n- very foreign and, and, and a bit closed. As much as we say it's open, it's it's still closed in saying that, you know, when a show is is on tour and, and like, going... Does it really reach the, the, the people that are not in that world? It's it's very hard, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know... I'm not saying there's, I know an answer for this. Like, maybe it has to be promoted in these places or these places or whatever. But... I think if if it has a reputation or ha- makes public audience wanting to m- makes them excited, then I mm. think it has a better future in engaging them. But for instance, like if if my my friend that is not a dancer or just a childhood friend came with me one time mm. to watch a show, who show? I can't. Was can't it good? I, I found. I, I found mean, it's it always a risk. But Whether a show is going to n- be good, but or not. I found it 
I feel like any show I go to, there's something I'm interested right, in, okay. right? But that's but, on but you. him, huh? That's on you to for picking the to right be, show. No, no, to be to find something that's interesting. Exactly. But the, how do we educate the audience? I don't know. I like. I also am not interested in a wine tasting. Yeah, because exactly. I don't drink. But <laughs> some people love that. that shit. Yeah, they're like, mm, I can taste the uh, fruity overtones. And I'm, I'm like, not saying crazy. it has to please everyone. That's impossible. No, I know. no, yeah. yeah. Pleasing is different than like than it being welcoming. Welcoming and en- engaging. Like, but the but what I'm saying is that that friend like now has like he's. Conf- got a confusion of like he is confused about what it is that he's is watching and and has this idea yeah of what contemporary dance is i think the same thing about film yeah about movies that are at the cinema i think that there's i would like to include hollywood film in the foreign film section because it's foreign Mm. to australia yeah that's a good point yeah that'd be nice but then i also (laughs) think if all i've ever watched is fast and furious one two three four five six seven eight and nine is coming yeah and i will go and see it but i know (laughs) i know how to watch those films (laughs) yeah because for entertainment and because i've been to enough of them that i learned how to watch them Mm. and i learned that it is a funny Mm. It doesn't have to be taken seriously, and it's not trying to teach me anything. Um, but there are other things that I don't know enough about to know how to watch them, probably. Yeah. Um, which I guess is why we have science scientists and science communicators, and they're different people. There's, like, the scientist that does the research, and then there's someone like Dr. Carl on Triple J, mm. who people ring in, and is like, I got this weird thing on my eye. And he's like, oh, well, that could be due to the fact that you're staring at the sun or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and because he understands science and he knows how to talk to people. So I wonder if there's a thing like that in between. But then I also wonder how, why isn't every hour science hour on Triple J? It's only one or two hours or three mm. hours a week. And what, what is stopping the people who have a question uh, referring directly to scientific literature, mm. and I would say that it's it's convenience. literacy and convenience, because to read an entire paper or many papers takes time that people don't have because they got to work. But then that makes me think, and I was speaking to someone about this as well. It's like, does this have to do with the education? Like, do we start like this? Maybe starts. A, from the, like, the beginning of someone's life. Like. I reckon. When I was in Nottingham, I went to see a musical because we got free tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Miranda Ween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. and I were on residency at a place called Dance 4 and we got free tickets to a musical. And when I went to the bathroom mid-break, there were like 10-year-olds being like, that performance of this person is so much better than this other one I went and saw. I'm like, oh, this is normal for them yeah, to go to the theatre. Yeah. It's like and going to the movies. That's what right? I mean. It's just like, going to yeah. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. But that but that, that happens. Well, that my interest in that came when I went to Europe. Like it, people right. were talking about shows like Right. Like they're just normal. They're like life. it's a weekend activity, you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. routine. Yeah. But how yeah, how does that how do we bring that here? I get I think that's my qu- big question and it's not an easy question. I'm sure many people have tried to do that. Or try to, or are still discovering. But I, I think it, it is possible. If it's happening in Europe, then, then it's possible. You know what I mean? 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely creating a community, creating a culture, creating a, a habit within a broader kind of, and mm. it could be as simple as like, you know, in, in creating a program for primary school, uh, primary schools where you, you organize a, uh, excursion for them to go and watch a show and mm. you get supported but you get funding for that from somewhere to mm. do that you know what i mean i also just love walking past icc yeah and it's been like oh people are dancing and this is a normal and people thing are watching and well. people so are watching it means that they're interested right yeah, yeah. interest is there it's it's definitely it's confi- con- convenience and creating a habit what's this what do you got any idea between that uh, that future moment and where you are now and things that you may have to do or people you may have to get involved? I or? think, yeah, I think I've, I've started and I could keep, I think if I keep going this way that th- there might be a, a, ch- a change in, in my surroundings anyway mm. is to include people that are not from this world. You know how there's sometimes like a... a a connection between each dancer and each artist and stuff and this person works with this person so they bring him to their project and they bring him and then the same dancers kept keep getting used sometimes yeah. like you see that for me it's like is that the same that you find in your freelance work as well yeah yeah definitely but with the commercial it's a bit different because you're you're getting someone based on their rate their availability mm. and how versatile they are. So there's a bit of different aspects. Right. But with so when you're making a commercial dance outcome, oh, you're talking you, about commercial dance. No, no, I'm just oh, now that I'm making a, a, col- a whatever comparison. Yeah. That if you're trying to produce a product for the market and it happens to be a dance product, you're then thinking business. It could be the same thing. You need to find a freelancer based on their rate, their availability, yeah. their skill. You have a budget, yeah. But um, so that could be the same but if you're not making say a dance outcome or a dance product you could have other priorities on who you invite into the project you have more room to ex- experiment and yeah. make mistakes like yeah. obvious like if i'm trying to create a dance show and and you know there's there's expectations and there's outcomes i'm not going to yeah, get and there's budget i'm not going to get a non dancer yeah, but okay. if i'm doing it for the sake of discovery and exploration and, yeah. and inviting people I will like yeah. I. I did a show with my mum for Sydney That's Festival. So What's your mum's name? Mago. Yeah, nice. Okay, and it was just you two. It was. It was a. It was a small performance. It was a prelude for Encounter Emma Saunders' oh, yeah. show. What was it called? Your show? Uh, it, it was called Perseverance, and and uh, in Arabic, I know it in Arabic, but in English, I think it's harder to translate. It's about like preservation, and and. Um, is that perseverance? Yeah, perseverance. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. What's in Arabic? Did you name it in Arabic? Yeah, What's I named the it the show. Badalak uh, or or or. Um, it's badalak. Okay. It's very yeah. hard to translate. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So inviting her was risky. Yeah. But. I got to do a show with my mum. Risky. And, you know. Imagine if she's like, oh, I'm going to have a son. This will be risky. <laughs> risky, being, I mean, like... Being by a mum is the most risky thing you can do, right? I know, right? So, I... I, I she I, took the risk first. Exactly. And I, I owed it to her. And I, and I know she had, like, a an interest in performing or, yeah, or nice. just the arts, but... She, 
and she did when she was younger. Is that where you get it from? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard are, to say. are you one of the people that are not the usual people? Yeah, yeah. There's okay. no one, no artists in my f- family. And how like did it happen that artists. you are now... Because one day you will be the usual people. And it'll be yeah. like, oh, in yeah. In the family, you mean? No, oh, no, in the sector of people yeah. being employed. I'll be like, who's in the show? Oh, you know, Faraz. And then they're yeah. like, oh, the usual. Yeah. So you will become the usual. How did it? How how did it become that you went from the not usual to the usual? Just by by Interest? saying yes. To oh, by saying yes. Nice. Do you by think saying yes and not not blocking something out before knowing, like before trying. I think. Do you think that's also part of how we change the world, so that it's more for? what we make is more for more people is that they have to meet us in the middle by saying yes yeah i mean it's open-mindedness but like how do you how do you change some like how do you change the public to be more open-minded you know i mean by by getting them to see these kind of shows and i think the more they see the more engaged and understand the more they'll understand Uh. so but like yeah but back to what i was was saying is but when people start becoming in the internal side of it then yeah. they understand the outside of it so my mom now is always asking me oh which show did you go to oh tell me next time tell me I'm like mom you never wanted to come but because she experienced that she made she, a show she made a show but when I said it's a risk I didn't mean it's a risk I meant like rehearsing like getting something done bef- before the <laughs> deadline like before yeah, like yeah, the product like rehearsing with rehearsing <laughs> with mom like you know and we were living together at the same at that time so it's like Oh, let's rehearse this time, and then that time comes. It's like, oh, let's do it later. Let's do it later. Oh, like yeah, you know, yeah, what I mean? like yeah, 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 how do you, yeah. how do you, like, kind of like uh, like pull your mom to yeah, schedule? Like, nah, pull, you can't. Like, <laughs> no you way. have to like be so flexible. So that told me a lot. But anyway, like working with my mom, working with like people in the in the design world, and and getting them to to maybe make me like something for the show, or getting a videographer and and bring them in. That's not usually in the dance world, like those things I feel like help create interest in yeah, their worlds yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that they will tell others that just mutual exposure and well, understanding and well now I work closely with with Tom who is this is a great example actually Tom is a football freestyler mm. so create does tricks with football that's his like that's his thing he's like best in Australia damn like did things with Red Bull everything anyway he's so good at it and he's stylistic and I looked at that and I'm like man he's dancing like this is amazing so mm. I invited him to be part of clapping because mm. I Hill couldn't come to Australia for that because oh, yeah. of COVID yeah. he became like a collaborator with clapping and then with rehearsals with like taking him to shows with me and stuff like that he now has an interest in it and now he's doing and now he's doing his own stuff and now he's he's you know, jumped onto like a few contemporary kind of mm, artistic mm-hmm. projects with, with his football freestyle. He's, like he can dance, yeah. very ba- like he can move and stuff, but it's not it's not what you think dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so I think he's gonna tell his football f- football freestyle mates yeah. and show his friends what he's doing and stuff, and that will create a border. And then audience. dancing will be better because of the people who or are involved. More versatile. Yeah, yeah, like broader, more expansive. I I want to know more about the show with your mum. <laughs> what <laughs> what did you both do? What did it look uh, like? It was what was the music? What so was the my, costume? My interest is 
my interest at the time was knowing more about dubka, my tr- traditional dance, dubka. the Palestinian yeah. traditional yeah. dance. Uh, Mum did that at uni, like during those times, as part of a group in when, Dubai. No, in Palestine. In Palestine, yeah. Uh, she was part of a group, so she knew a, a few things and stuff. Not not professionally or anything. They just had a social thing, like just a cultural kind of dance group. Um, and I learned a few things last year from this guy that came from America to Australia, and he taught Lapka workshops, which is very rare. Yeah. I was like, I have to get on this. I learned that. I was like, ooh, awesome. So I thought a good way for me to learn more Lapka is to do this with my mum. And <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I wanted to learn more about it because I've you know till maybe last year mm. I felt a bit disconnected from my not disconnected but in terms of artistically uh, my Palestinian you know history uh, didn't show up as much in my work so I thought this is a good mm. way for me to 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 learn about it and, and figure out ways so took Dabka played around with it a little bit let my mom choreograph majority of it, but I just kind of directed it and structured it. Mm. And we performed like a five minute piece. I let my mom sing in it songs that kind of mean something to her. She, we, we, uh, we experimented with poetry, Arabic poetry a little bit. She ended up saying that, but my fo- the focus was mom. I was, I was just giving her, the spotlight so yeah, it's kind of like yeah, a yeah. device like people say device yeah 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 That's yeah you're facilitating yeah the real i was genius. facilitating yeah i wasn't what'd you say you're the real genius <laughs> in the room <laughs> hardly though but that's that's the ironic bit it's like all the the content is yeah. from her that's what i mean so it's, it's like really sometimes, it's sometimes you don't have to think of a a, a genius idea it's no. just a a, a I guess genius process. Yeah, it's the yeah. Pro- so the process was different than what she used to, and she found it difficult at times. Like, why are we doing that? But Dubka's this way, Dubka's this way, but we do this. Yeah, how did you make uh, choreographic or directory decisions that would not so that it wasn't a representation or recreation of a traditional dance? It was a, a, a choreographed piece. Um. Because if it was just the way that it is, yeah, then your job as a choreographer is not very, not much, not much. No, no. so it's the the timing for things, like you know, the, the like Dubka has a certain musicality to it, so so playing around with that, mm. playing around with the relationship between us on on that in that space so dubka is usually like everyone is holding hands or everyone's like equal we played with a bit of you know leveling or stopping starting where it's like okay what how do we change this like how do we change mother uh sorry not mother mother and son how do we change um you know what like I guess the the partnership in in because Dep- Dubka is not usually done in a duo, okay. so Dubka is done in like a group a of people. Group. So yeah. when you put it in a duo, it's straight away it's like it meant something else. So and the idea, the concept was very basic. It's just like tr- me trying to, and I had this feeling for a while because coming from Dubai, I, I 
you know, I, I speak Arabic really well. I used to be able to write, but I lost that. Does that mean I'm going to lose the speaking part? So it's like maintaining. How do I maintain and keep as much as I can without, you know, really being stuck or limited? Yeah. So I don't want to be limited to, to this, yeah. but I want to f- use it as, as fuel. I want it to fuel me to, to expand and, and evolve, you know? Nice. So that's why if... To me, the the dabka that we was we were doing it was the f- foundation, like we were saying. Mm. It's all that about that. It's like what is the foundation, and mm. and you know, ac- acknowledging that this is the foundation, and not really like I'm not. I wasn't trying to mess up dabka. I'm just, I, we did we did the moves as they are, mm. but it was the structure that I I evolved and and kind of you know just by simply we were wearing really bright shoes with traditional like Palestinian wear and th- those shoes and my blonde hair at the time mm. I had blonde hair mm. already changed people's mm. like you know Viewing perspective the, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. it's like when you see the, when the Pope's robe flies up and he's wearing Reeboks or yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> it was yeah and, and I got my mom to wear like some fresh kicks oh shit and nice. yeah so it's like yeah it's th- those little yeah it's not but that's it's still People there was it was in Parramatta, mm. so there was a lot. Of, there was a few Arabs around, okay. and they loved it. So, and the contemporary people loved it. But that wasn't the point. But like people from the scene and people that never watched a, a, a dance performance loved it. Yeah. And and that's by kind of balancing that that you know how how off do we go? Like maybe maybe a balance between you know traditional and balance between I guess challenging and, and complex is where it, it mm. pleases everyone or, mm. or pleases majority I, you won't please anyone yeah or has enough way enough handles for somebody yeah. to know what they're watching and how yeah. to watch it I feel like Nick Power does this very Boom. well street like the street dancers appreciate his work so much but also does the other side you know what I mean yeah like it it challenges but also Maintains. Yes, he's making the structure for the the vocabulary to exist within, but he's not undermining the vocabulary. He's not, and he, and he's showing appreciation mm. to to. And also, he's from that world. The tools, yeah, exactly. That's the difference. And it's that's like the being difference. I'm not making a Dubka remix, <laughs> for example. It's not mine to do that too. And it's not. Yeah, I but mean, it is I, mine. But if I but could it's not be mine. useful to you to do that, yeah, or useful to your mum to do that. Then of course I would put my resources towards it. And it and it doesn't mean like if I would expand that work to be a full show, it doesn't mean everyone in that work has to be Palestinian mm. because that will just create another Debka show. Right. But by if you were involved, right. for yeah. instance, yeah. it's like boom, straight away we we kind of broke the line. Mm. We broke the that like restrictive kind of border yeah, that nice. that isn't usually played around with. Yeah. So yeah, but anyway, so and then I know how to watch a Dubka show. Yeah, and and I guess it's just like also being clear and communicating and creating clear space, a safe space for you to experiment with Dubka mm-hmm. music without mm-hmm. being, you know, disrespectful or yeah. There's lots to learn culturally inappropriate. You know what I mean? There's also things that you just don't understand until they're in your body, right? Yeah, I remember learning an emu dance in Outback Victoria. And the elder teaching us, he'd shown us, and I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. But then when we did it with him, mm. then there was an understanding of... 
what I thought was, oh, this is how you understand an emu. Yeah. By becoming it a little bit. Or this is how you, as a shared group of people who are in relationship with the emu, understand how to be a group. Hmm. By doing, by embodying something together. By practicing. By practicing. (laughs) Ah, that's the practice. Practice. That's what practice is. Yeah. (laughs) We we worked it out. Any um, any epiphanies that you want to share or like um, things that are good to remember when you're working on shows or working with people or wisdom? Uh, I forget. I sometimes like forget this, but it's... um, I'm not a supernatural, you know, thing. I'm a human, uh, and I'm a part of this world. And I should let those things, you know, happen and affect the process, and not ignore them. You know, mm-hmm. if you're having a, you know, if you're having a complicated time at home, mm-hmm. or, or or just in your life, and you're just expected to come to a rehearsal. Forget like it. nothing happened yeah. that's you know that's gonna affect in a negative way affect me for future and maybe mm. possibly make me dislike mm. working but if I let the process if I let it include these little things I think I will have a more uh, I guess organic or beneficial uh, or I guess um, progressive uh, path, you know. I, I think it will build me to to or nourish me to kind of uh, want to make more because I mm-hmm. think it's very easy to get burnt burnt out by you know, ima- yeah, like because you're, you're you seem it seems like the expectation is to ignore everything that isn't this one thing, and that's what I've been t- in the in the commercial world. That's what I was t- being told. It's like professional means this, Ooh. you know. Even even like in the in the design world and whatever it's all like this the idea of professional like irritates me a little bit because since high school they told us being professional is this 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 but sometimes you, you you're not able to do that it doesn't mean that you're not you're not professional mm-hmm. you know what i mean so walking into rehearsal everything's fine doing everything the director says with that replying back blah blah blah, blah, blah that's what's professional but mm-hmm. if 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 you Avoid saying something that's been on your mind the whole mm. time rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna that's gonna damage whatever you're creating. You know, yeah, yeah. just it, say it and let it go. It, and like, it's less rich. Yeah, because less rich. yeah, it's it's like it's it's bland because it's safe because there's what's the point? Mm. Yeah, because one person is yeah, an exciting new adventure that I'm looking forward to that has nothing to do with dances. I'm gonna I'm starting. Next month, I'm mm. going to start teaching at university design, oh, Western shit. Sydney University. Dope. So that's a big step for me, and I and I think that is going to teach me more about articulation and and and, and expressing and being a better listener and being open. Okay. I think that's I think it's gonna yeah. I just I don't know because I've always like I think of uni as as being student, mm-hmm. even though it's been like seven years I'm mm. still in that I'm still like uni student mm-hmm. you know but being on the other end I think it's going to give me different perspectives and and I'm, I'm hoping to be able to what I was wanting I'm hoping to give that to the s- students but I think it seems not relatable but I think it's going to 
helped my dance making practice a lot. Yeah, the I ha- I remember working with someone who was v- she was an incredible dancer, but she had never had to work out how. She was incredible. It was a bit too easy. So mm. she was a terrible teacher because <laughs> she didn't understand. <laughs> she just get, she, she had it natural. She could just do it. Yeah. Um, but then there are others who had to work out how to learn mm. and then they become helpful for others that need to work out how to learn or how to say yes, which seems like the next big thing, how mm. to be open, that it's not, uh, it's like we began, maybe this is now coming full circle as a wrap up. It's not a weakness or a sign of, a lack of uh, commitment to be enthusiastic about mastering many things mm. and to also take responsibility for various different aspects of your life and various different people in your life. It's not a... Um, uh, what would be the word? Like, it's not... Like, you don't have to move through a world thinking that it's a chink in your armor mm. or something, or that you need armor at all. Yeah. Actually, I just always come back to this Disney version of Aladdin, the cartoon, Yeah. where, like, he was just super agile, and the guards could never catch him. <laughs> and they're these, like, super buff dudes with spears and shit, but because he was so everything, then his life was his. Anyway, this is, like, something to look forward to. And just to add on that, yeah. even if you might not think something will help you with another thing, it probably will because to other people you're categorized, but you're actually just one thing, mm. one person. So it remains. So you might learn this from uni about design, but then that thing is still in your head in in this other process mm. but others might not see that but it, it's in there so I think by I'm a I'm a horrible not horrible but I'm not a great dance teacher okay so far yet I don't know if I want to be but maybe you'll maybe what you're saying is that you'll learn how to teach this design course or I think through teaching this design I think I'm better t- teaching design because design is uh, a process a conceptual process that I can so by by teaching that I'm going to understand how to work with others and collaborate better in order to create a certain mm-hmm. outcome so I can take that and put it in my dance practice but the reason where why I'm not great at teaching dance because, because I, I tend to there's some things that only like the things that I create or or do sometimes I do because of how like my body is or yeah. you know the way I want to move so it's very hard to teach that because that's, yeah that's you know to a different body to a different but with but I, I can I can teach people about da- about street dance or yeah. ab- about the moves but in th- the physicality of it is hard because I f- I, I've learned it in my way, in my eyes. It's mm. very hard to kind of replicate that, mm. is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Replicating mm. that, yeah. 
Yeah, whereas in design there's a, an expectation of standardization of tools that you'll be teaching everyone it's on a clear, or whatever. Yeah, clear. No, but not even that. No, what I'm teaching is not that. I'm teaching visual storytelling. Well, I think a you probably can teach that in dance as well. Yeah, and exactly. And that doesn't have anything to do with teaching people what moves to do. But but that's the thing. At uni, I actually, like, no one ever taught me how to use Adobe. Yeah, right. Like, I learned it through the assignments that they've given uh, us. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there was some subjects that were practical, but majority of the Bachelor of Design, which you'd think, oh, I'm going to learn Photoshop and stuff like that, was not was not that. I it guess was that's because it'll get outdated, but visual storytelling, that's not getting outdated. Pencil, yeah. paper. Yeah. I'm teaching, like the, the unit I'm teaching is first year. So yeah. people that just came out of high school wow. know nothing about you know Adobe and stuff like that. So I'm, we're just starting from scratch. But I think that exact process can be easily applied in a rehearsal. That's what I was thinking. Setting. How would you teach visual storytelling in dance making? That's the ex- exciting bit. I don't <laughs> okay. know. But I think... I, That'll be part two of the podcast yeah, in well the future. When I haven't really learned much about this unit yet. They yeah. need to still brief me so I can brief... You know what I mean? So the I next think generation. but but to me that's what's exciting it's mm. that it's that merging of different worlds and I, I shouldn't even call it merging because I think everyone has that organically like you do music you do dance blah blah, blah. that's just you and even even people that don't don't do just do dance they mm. still you know, do human things, eat, Oh, they know sleep. how to cook or yeah, whatever. Cook, they know, you know how to I think do their taxes, probably. Yeah, it's like, I'm a dancer. Are you just a dancer? <laughs> like, so you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm also someone's do you just Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Do you just wake up, start dancing, sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine 24 hours? Yeah, even hours Batman's not only Batman. Yeah, Batman is, is a complicated, complex <laughs> human. Um, anything that you want to say that I haven't asked you before we finish? I don't know what how long we've been going. I thought for. it was four hours. It said four hours. It's like four hours left. We could oh, record for no, another no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, dang, I, I, I hope uh, people are still awake. I, I mean, at this point, I don't think anyone's stuck to the end. But if they're, they're still listening, I think um, uh, let's have more chats like this. Um, I think I want to be friends with half of the people that I work with and I don't get that because there's not enough time for that sometimes. You know what I mean? So I think whether it's a radio or just a coffee or something, let's make an excuse to chat. Please, I'm a bit shy with meeting new people, but once I know them, I will contact them. I will try to organize something. So please hit me up if you're interested. Because <laughs> what uh, was the thing you say? You're like, we there. You, before you were talking about there are the the things that we have to do, and then everything else is just getting by. Yeah, it was like the the people that you care for, and then everything else is just things that we do to get by. Mm. Mm. And and um, yeah, I think um, sometimes like you know, you're you're practice or discipline like you might not think that this person is appropriate for this project but so you never end up actually working with them but i think it will always start with a conversation first and then you find out stuff that you didn't know so i'm hoping to have more random chats that are outside of work because right now i'm just meeting people during work ah yeah the classic australian story yeah it's like so my social life is dance, really. 
Yeah. That's that's how it's become. So I'm trying to make it actually social nice. <laughs> and enjoy it as much as possible. Nice. Thanks for yes. us. Yes. Thank you. Okay, it's recording. We just started recording again because we were speaking about the desire to be programmed in things based purely on your artistic efforts and output or if there are also... Uh, political performances that that institution is trying to do and they are leveraging your uh, race or ethnicity or community or subculture or culture or whatever to be able to change the branding of their institution by having you a part of that. Um, Do you worry about being invited to some... When you're invited to something, do you have to ask yourself, are they inviting my dance history and my artistic work or are they inviting a Palestinian Mm. representative? Yeah. And do you feel like you can even claim to be that? Yeah. I I think most... Remember that we can delete. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I'm going to... No, don't worry. I'm, I'm happy to... That's the thing. That's why I'm happy to chat about anything that's, you know, touchy or on the edge because a lot of people are not going to like hearing this, but I I don't rely on programmers. I don't rely on curators. I don't rely on any organization Mm. to make a living. Mm. I've set myself up so I don't have to think about this world as work. Yeah, yeah, nice. So if someone, if I don't get, uh, if I don't get funding or if I don't get, jump like if i don't someone doesn't ask me to come on board for something for a year i'm not gonna starve because i got this other thing that i'm doing mm. and yeah, i did that and i did that on purpose because i don't want to lose my edginess or or controversialness yeah okay. by being scared or n- worried that i'm not gonna get work you know uh, what I mean? yeah 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 and in your other thing uh, i'm like your freelance work you don't you don't have the same concerns. No, commercial work, no, you get a brief, you like, do it. Can you do the job? Yeah. What's your rate? Yeah. yeah. So as much as I, you know, I might dis- people might dislike commercial world, but that's what it does for me. So you're that's able nice. to do, you're able to go wild. Like, I feel like, you know, I haven't needed to really go like, you know, super risky and controversial and stuff because I'm not filled with that right now but maybe yeah. later I might be and I and and I'm hoping that I can't because yeah. of that so I think as soon as I entered the art world I realized that I'm more Palestinian than when I thought <laughs> like, <laughs> like just by just by what people have been telling me and and what people have been pushing towards me is it because in some ways of growing up say uh, out west then there's a there's it's a many yeah there, and there's also yeah right so you're one of many first of all yeah. but then also there's the aim to or there's the expectation to assimilate or blend in or something and then when you're not any longer one of many then yeah. you're asked to stand out and yeah carry a banner for and yeah yeah it's kind of like i had this uh responsibility to represent and okay. i don't mind that that's going to come naturally organically and i'm not saying i think what i learned from this experience is that there has to be a line and i have to be clear of this line within myself 
I so I, I noticed that it's you know it's I I didn't notice it. It was more like people were kind of telling me okay. that this is what I am. What I'm kind of people? And, and just like artists. other Palestinians or like other minorities or particular people in curating positions and uh, I think positions. A mix, you know, some other Palestinians, some other Middle Eastern. Like they would be the more direct people, okay. but then like other people would be a bit more subtle about it. Okay. Uh, I guess like you know a white person is not going to be tell me like oh put put this in your bio so you can stand out more. They're not going to tell me that, but they're going to say it in a subtle way. And I think they're doing that to help me out. So I understand that and I see the positive light in it. And in a way, it, it created a different thought in my process, which has allowed me to engage and research more about you know my Palestinian background, mm. but also created a confusion within me to, to wonder if this is all that I should be interested about or all I should be creating work about and how do I how do I balance it you know my like why is this my top priority right now and sometimes it is I went through phases where it is and then what I realized now going through that for a few years and that confusion and like you know trying too hard to, to showcase it and not I realized by just me existing in the arts world in Australia being Palestinian is already a political act in itself. I don't need to do anything else. I can just create, I can create art about perspective. I can create art about, you know, uh, eliteness or, or humor or whatever. But it's still going to have that Palestinian edge to it because I am Palestinian. I can't change that in me. So I think when people ask me what my, or like, people ask me to jump on in the, on a on a cultural project or or jump on you you know coming with a palestinian perspective and asking me about palestinian things i'm just going to say it like a, a australian that lives in australia has palestinian parents i'm not going to say it like a palestinian that lived in palestine and was surrounded through all i can't pretend that i've you know suffered yeah. but i do I do acknowledge that my parents have and that itself affects my perspective and my making. So I'm kind of in a way including it subtly through my parents' experience that I have observed. So yeah, so that's kind of like I, I in my head that's the the kind of clarity that I I'm still also figuring it out. I haven't cleared, but for a year, I was I was very confused. I'm like, oh, if I, if I want to be a full time artist, does that does this mean I have to like say I'm Palestinian every time? So, and and I realized no, I don't. I just have to just do my thing, but still be aware what I am. So I'm always aware, and that's not negative. That's also positive because it, like we were saying before, it keeps me connected. Mm. It reminds me what my parents have gone through. And and it, you know it helps me understand my movement better, and 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 introduces me to you know things like Depka and stuff more. Because if I if I just this like you know just like ignored what was said to me and just forgot about it and kept on going as I did, I wouldn't have gone back and looked up 
Tapka or, you know, did all that stuff. So I'm kind of grateful, but also now that I've gone through that, I'm not saying I, those people shouldn't have said that. I don't want, I, I don't wish for it to keep repeating. Yeah. So I think it just, it, yeah, I think you have control over it, like the artists themselves. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily like saying that curators or whatever should do things differently. I just think be ready to get told by an artist that I don't want to be a part of this project because of this. I think that should be that, that um, openness and transparency between curator and, and artist or programmer and artist to, to negotiate that. And, and, to be cl- and to be, you know, not to be sneaky about it, to be like super transparent. Like w- we have five white people here we needed we needed someone because you know it felt plain or whatever so we asked you Palestinian okay that's fair like commercial people do that do, do this a lot better in, in a TV in a TVC for instance yeah. looking for a Middle Eastern person with a beard sweet <laughs> okay I'm not gonna get offended like they're they're, okay. they're paying me like six grand to to be in a TVC you know because of the way I look I because I know that's what the commercial world is they're not trying to be and then you can make the choice i can make the choice i took it sweet if if i'm offended i'm not going to take it but you can't a lot of people are like oh how dare them and then they take the gig (laughs) why'd you you take it then you know (laughs) it's like i think that transparency is important because commercial world they're not trying to be anything else right it's it's for money everyone knows it's for money it's business you know it's (laughs) that's the outcome no matter how many like avenues they take. Yeah. I, I'm, in, I'm in the advertising world. I'm in the agency world. I know what, what goes on behind the scenes. It's, it's all like, how do we make this more subtle? How do we make this more subtle? But in the end, it's all about money. And it's, you know, it's gross to think about it like that. But it's just how, but that's why I do art for not, not uh, money. Not for that. Yes, yeah. exactly. So art okay. for me is like, it's the only place where I'm, I don't have to f- face that. So yeah, nice. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be nice to to be transparent about that more that you're booked into this because of that. I think yeah. it's a very hard conversation for someone to have, but I think it will break a lot of uh barriers. I mean, with your with from the stories that you've heard, yes. I like have people been transparent or they just sense that like you know, you were saying I'm not going to mention names, but you were saying uh, there's a uh, podcast I did recently with um, Emily Flannery, yeah, and she spoke about being part of Lost All Sorts Collective and being commissioned into somewhere because that place wanted to support uh, young Indigenous, young First Nations Australian uh, dance and activity. Uh, but the problem came about in that they didn't they were not ready to adjust and adapt the way they did things for how the group of people that they wanted to invite in would want to work. And so actually, they, it wasn't the problem that they had a desire to include these people. It was the problem that they weren't going to adapt their process and protocol and environment so that these people could actually do the work there. They had an expectation. They had an expectation. I think, I think they thought... Let's get these people in because we should be getting these people in. It's the right thing to do. 
but they hadn't educated themselves far enough to know that these people aren't going to work in the same way that every other artist they've brought in mm. that's from different cultural influences is going to work. And so they can't use the same value systems in that. Uh, but I also think about myself in this way. Last year, I had a research residency at Critical Path and I had wages for three dancers and I thought about the best uh, melding of people because there are just so many incredibly inspiring people but the way that they're going to uh, affect each other in the room is Mm. a lot of the work I think when you're a choreographer and so I asked um, Rihanna Newton on board and I asked Amy Zhang on board Mm. um, because I knew they were both incredible dancers who danced totally differently from each other. (laughs) That's a good good combo. Like, it's like contrast. Uh, And then I needed somebody who could be in the middle who could just do... You mean dance style? Dance style, yes. Um, Also, they're, they're both incredibly amicable people and they, they listen to you and they can dance, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't need to be, uh, what's the word, like, mm, tended to, catered for. Like they yeah. They can just independent. Adapt, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I invited Niharika in and then she got busy and so I asked Ellie Evangelista if she could come in. And that was a total wild shot. And I was... Now, in retrospect, the cast seems to be fulfilling a certain political role. Yeah. But in my mind at the time, I was lucky that the people that I knew who I, who came to mind when I thought about incredible dancers uh, was this array of people. But if my world wasn't that broad, if I only knew other white b-boys, for example, or if I only knew other contemporary dance graduates from VCA, the people who come to mind would be more restricted. So I think... Selection came natural. This is a long way around to say that if your friends, if you have a a broad enough smattering of friends, then you don't have to put in the effort to try and do representational performance Mm. of who is in your team. You don't have to think hard. But because you've already done the work of saying yes to meeting people halfway, like where where they are and where you are and going to things that are not your thing because it's because you might learn something and having friends like you said like making friends with people not just because you're already working with them yeah I, I like I like that yeah it's not like you didn't decide at that moment when you're making the selection you didn't you didn't change the pers- your perspective then you changed it throughout your you know your time like your communication and, and collaborations you've kind of you've kind of delved into different mm. groups then but i also know that like early on um each one of these people is happy to get on board with the project focus because i had a very specific focus about um, the commodification of labor forces and fresh water sources around the asia pacific and so i knew these people well enough to know that they would be keen to do some dancing about a subject not that they were co-creative artists who we would be building the concept together yeah then that's different again right then i'm like then what happens is that i think that i want to do something about something and then i realize that i don't know enough and so i need to get in touch with someone who knows more than me 
like I work with a professor called Norden Hassan who's in Kuala Lumpur because he's an, uh, an environment, like an earth scientist. And his background and training is specific to the tropics because that's where his professorship is and mm-hmm. was. And so I wouldn't say that I'm mm, getting him in for... I'm getting him in because of his skill, but his skill is also the result of his context. So then it gets really tricky. But then there are then there are places like 4A that have a stipulation that are like, these are the people that we exist for. And it's clear. It's clear. And that's Liminal why Magazine... That's why like, it works. I think it's, it's right? clear. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or Critical Path says... We want people to come in who want to do choreographic research. And they realize that the logistics and the financial freedom to think of yourself as someone who does choreographic research is very unevenly distributed. Mm. And so they've been putting extra effort into making sure that anybody who's interested gets supported and feels welcome rather than just people who already would invite themselves in. Because it's hard to get to that stage if you never had... Yeah, which is, I guess, race, sex, everything. I just always think about financial class mostly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, all these other things factor into which financial social class you end up in. But once you're in that class, especially for a few generations, then you feel like those other classes are not spaces for you. Mm. I I don't know. I think I my hope is that we'll get past uh, racism and sexism and the the last fight that we'll have. I think unfortunately will be like a class warfare. Mm. Where it'll be like people who feel that they are entitled to everything and people who feel like they are not welcome. But where does that come from? Does that also come from? I think that just comes race from capitalism. As well? No, I think, say, but when there was the white Australia policy in place mm. and only people that looked a certain amount of white could immigrate to Australia, there was still hell poor people that wouldn't go to the theatre, mm. even though the whole uh, base of, colo- of the colony was a very particular smaller amount of race. Mm. But yes, of course, like like you were saying about knowing the history that your um, family has been through, it's like a huge uprooting that sets you back mm. financially and socially to move to another country. Unless yeah. you're moving with cash. And then there's like that, I don't know if you know this acronym, there was FOB, which is fresh off the boat. Yeah. People yeah. like fleeing on a boat. But then there was BOBA, which is brought over by aeroplane. Oh, I haven't had like BOBA. <laughs> hell rich Chinese international students or whatever. Okay. And they're not they're they're not both facing the same struggles when they reach Australia. Yeah. They're facing each of them are facing their own struggles for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I think that I don't know, it's very but let's come back to exactly what you said, which is whatever you, that you that I should be as completely open and transparent with my agenda when I invite you into something yeah. so that you can make the decision. Yeah. Also, so I don't question and guess why I got asked or why I'm involved, mm-hmm. you know, because that will kind of, 
that will cause more harm than you telling me straight away. It might be uncomfortable, but I, I think me guessing whether I'm just I'm good enough to be in this project or was it because I'm Palestinian ah, right. will kind of make me, you know, make me question other things. It's like, oh, did I did I create enough work to be in, to have enough experience in this? Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, uh-huh, I'll be uh-huh. very aware so but if you say it straight away it's like oh okay cool okay. but then other times i'll be asked because of my skill or experience and and that will be clear yeah. but if it's a project that has you know a bit of like cultural awareness in it then i'm gonna question why i got asked but sometimes it's you don't even need to like say it's clear like sometimes yeah. it's like but i guess it's those moments that with the transfer but yeah like before i used to think oh like I'm a dancer, politics, no, like, you know, I'm not political, blah, blah, but I, I realize more and more that the fact that I'm here doing, you know, being an artist and, and freely creating work and stuff, that's like a massive, like, I feel like I'm, I am representing mm. Palestine, uh, you know, without, without being vocal about it, but I am, like, I had a, it was a friend of, my, my partner's friend introduced me recently to a, a person that does Debka in Palestine and he's currently in Palestine and we did a, we did a video call oh shit and, nice and he never like he's he never heard of me met me but then I told him what I do and he told me what I do and we, we were just having a uh, in Bathurst because my girlfriend's parents in ba- is in, pa- in Bathurst they're in Bathurst so we were having like a chat and like a, a little festival thing and video call to this Palestinian guy and then I told him what I do and he's like oh man you're doing in Arabic you're doing us so much good and you're representing you know what we do and you're showing them that that like you know we're capable and and you're, you're living that freedom that that freedom that we wish we had and stuff like that and i'm like oh man what the heck like a, a, a stranger said that to me and yeah. like it, it made me emotional because it's like it's true like i could have easily been in his situation i could have easily been on the other side but uh, but I'm not. I'm here, and I'm, I'm trying to make the most out of it. So I think the more I do with it, the mm. the the more it gets political. <laughs> as, as you know, and I can't do anything about that. I can't say I'm not. Yeah. No, but what what people around you can do is make sure that it's always your choice. Yeah, yeah. It my choice to yeah to do that, and I think to to not just see it in one kind of page there's multiple pages I'm Palestinian I'm also this I'm also this I'm also this I'm also this Palestinian is only one page you know Mm. it does matter if my work is good or not you know so don't just hire me because (laughs) I'm Palestinian because imagine imagine all your life imagine all your life you've been hired because of yourself yeah and and you've you know you you know yourself that you're just hired in in this thing or you got this thing because of your your this culture it's like no but I, i'm capable of a lot more mm-hmm. and i think yeah i think that also drives me it's like getting an opportunity is not enough motivation for me i want to make the best out of that opportunity i want to like make the most out of it that's why i i sometimes like you know when people say oh two, you got two weeks in this studio for this residency sometimes i spend like three weeks of my own time whatever mm-hmm. because i want to make sure that I've, I deserve that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I want to show that I've 
not show I guess from it's more Feel. internally yeah. yeah yeah and not to like to make it sound cheesy or anything but it is remembering that some people don't not not they can't like they can they're capable but they they don't get this these types of opportunities or they won't they 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 won't yeah. ever yes like so doing it for them <laughs> and also for also you for and also for the a lot work of itself the yeah. dancing itself there's a yeah there's a lot of drive yeah, yeah. not just one is when it when it's kind of like what what do you hope to achieve from this or what's your ultimate goal i think it's very hard to yeah. answer because there's multiple as as i'm doing things now there's things being unlocked and opened and or maybe even closed and stuff i think things are always happening there's mm. no final i'm just enjoying the enjoy making the most out of the ride not always enjoying it <laughs> i'm just making the most and sometimes it's, yeah sometimes it gets frustrating but without frustration i mean what what's the point right well like, it's like you <laughs> said that you usually know what to do because of what you what's frustrating yeah. you and and this is this is a thing that i was challenged by a lot in the commercial world where i would you know some people would come to rehearsal having a full plan having all the choreography ready and they teach it but then sometimes i would change things on the spot and they would find that frustrating or being underprepared and stuff but then i'm thinking like i'd rather do this and do something like challenging than than do the same thing like how how am i meant to know the reactions and how it's going to sit before doing it you know it's impossible so I think frustration doesn't always equal to originality, but I think sometimes it's a good it's a good uh, element to creating something fun. Oh, not fun, but like unique, like challenging, and fun sometimes. Yeah, like that feeling when you do the show after you know that you just like cried, you know, like multiple nights, and you finally got there and you're doing it. That's like a fun feeling, like you know. But yeah. Good chats. Thanks for us. Matosphere. Is it Matosphere? Oh, uh, Matmosphere. Matmosphere. I mean, Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. Is that, like, drop? that was. Um